Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Chris Amser. Our guest today is Paul Mikowski with Polyswarm.io. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Chris. Uh, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Definitely. So tell us more about Polyswarm.io. Yeah, so what Polyswarm is, is uh, it's an effort to fix um, various different issues in the threat intelligence market. So the threat intelligence market is uh, kind of a superset of uh, what people view as the uh, antivirus market. It includes things like um, IDS, IPS, um, but uh, cybersecurity in general. Um, so threat intelligence refers to um, being able to, det to detect the latest malware, being able to defend against it and being able to protect your um, enterprises against it. Uh, so the way that the market works right now uh, today is there's kind of a, a, um, a, a cycle where a newcomer comes in with a, a fresh new idea uh, and they capitalize on that idea, build a business around it. Um, if they're successful, it's a successful business and they kind of go into maintenance mode. And then it kind of takes another newcomer to come in and innovate again. Um, so there's a cycle where uh, defense gets the upper hand for a bit um, and offense uh, kind of improves their uh, arsenal, and then uh, defense has to innovate again. And this cycle, we'd like to we'd like to tighten up this cycle. So the way that we're doing that is uh, by building what we think are better economic incentives for uh, three classes of people to participate in, um, namely security experts, uh, enterprises slash end users, really any kind of consumer, and uh, what we call ambassadors. And ambassadors are the companies like uh, McAfee, Semantic, Kaspersky, et cetera, that currently operate in this space, but could benefit from what we're trying to build by gaining crowdsourced access to, or sorry, gaining access to crowdsourced uh, threat intelligence. Um, okay. In brief, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're developing a, a new market using Ethereum smart contracts in a fully de decentralized manner um, where we're not in the middle, uh, where the participants have uh, better reasons to interact and, and better ways to interact with one another. So that incentive to to interact is to really head off the cyber threats that are out there today and the developing cyber threats. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, what, uh, in real brief, the way that Polyswarm works is it, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a trip, little bit of a twist on a prediction market. Um, so perhaps some of your uh, listeners are familiar with prediction markets. Basically, um, you have a bunch of people staking their opinion on what's going to happen in the future and then using those staked opinions to make decisions um, uh, about uh, how to do things like 
what to plant um, crop-wise in an agricultural setting. Um, so you'd have prediction markets that basically try to predict how the how the climate is going to change, how the weather is going to go. Um, what we're building is a prediction market where security experts are predicting whether or not a file or network traffic or URL uh, is malicious, uh, and they're rewarded um, based on um, based on those assertions if they're correct. So real briefly. Uh, you have, say, five different security experts uh, that take a look at a, at a suspect file that may or may not be malware. Uh, three security experts think it is malware, two think it, it's benign, two think it's not malware, and they, they, they stake a certain amount of um, nectar, which is the name of our uh, crypto uh, token, uh, on that assertion. Uh, when ground truth comes into play and says, hey, this thing actually was malicious, or hey, this thing actually was benign, uh, the people who are wrong had their escrow nectar released to the people who are right. So it kind of it redistributes tokens to security experts uh, who essentially got it wrong to security experts who got it right. So um, it behooves security experts to continually find uh, to hone and fine tune what we call micro engines um, that they're developing uh, to detect the, the latest malware. So it, it incentivizes continuous innovation, uh, and it also incentivizes uh, finding it, finding a specialty. Uh, so taking a step back uh, real quick, uh, in today's market, if you can imagine a Venn diagram uh, where the, the rectangle represents all the malware an enterprise might face, then you have several large circles in that Venn diagram. Uh, one might be McAfee, one might be Semantic, uh, and we've spoken with these companies, by the way. Um, they 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 cover a large portion of the of the uh, landscape, but their coverage largely overlaps with their competitors. Um, and the reason for that is is several um, several fold. Um, one is uh, you know it's it's very difficult um, to make the sales arguments that hey I'm an antivirus company and I don't detect something like WannaCry, right? Um, perhaps uh, everyone listening to this is sort of the allegedly North Korean ransomware. Um, well, actually, the U.S. government has come out and uh, affirmatively said. Uh, that uh, it was North Korea. Um, oh. This, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. It's very rare yeah. for the U.S. government to do that. Um, Rob Joyce is uh, um, uh, heading up that that effort and is changing a lot of things. I think I think for the good. Somebody I used to work with actually. Um, so uh, yeah, so if you don't detect widespread threats that are grabbing headlines, something like WannaCry, which grabs headlines for uh, causing like hospitals in the U.K. to uh, shut down and, and put lives at risk then it's real easy to not buy your antivirus product, right? Um, yeah. And that, that probably exactly. makes sense on the face of it. But what happens behind the scenes is uh, when everyone is trying to detect the same, uh, same core set of threats, it's very difficult to branch out from that core set of threats. It's very difficult to make the, um, uh, make the argument to uh, perhaps the C-suite to say, hey, we need to, we need to branch out because you know, the core competency is really what drives sales. So uh, that's one aspect. Um, another aspect is it's it's you know it, I know a lot of security researchers at these um, threat intelligence companies and you know they're always most interested in, in dissecting and taking apart the latest more esoteric malware. But again, it's very difficult to make the sales argument that hey we detect this really cool strain of malware and by the way you're going to be hit by this really cool strain of malware. Um, that that argument for overlap between um, uh, their customers being exposed and this cool, unique intelligence that they have is a very difficult argument to make. So what we'd like to do, going back to that Venn diagram visual, is instead of having uh, several mostly overlapping large circles, what we'd like to do is uh, is spread it out um, and have thousands of smaller 
uh, uh, circles that cover more of the threat landscape. So what we'd like to do is, uh, what Polyswarm is, is an effort to create a marketplace that incentivizes security experts to build micro-engines that find their niche among the, among the threat intelligence landscape. And so when you ask in a crowdsourced manner all of the security experts that are plugged into Polyswarm what they think about this particular file, you're going to get a response that has much broader coverage than uh, today's market um, uh, produces just simply based on the economics there. So it's, yeah, it's so very much an economic design. So the, that, that economic design is definitely filling gaps that are left around uh, from the maintenance aspect that you're mentioning earlier. So uh, right. how do you think that will affect the, uh, the other side, the people writing the malware, the people sending corrupt files and URLs and things of that nature? Do you think it'll deter it? Or yeah. Do you think it'll, okay. So uh, great question. Um, so I'm not sure, to a large extent, people writing um, malware that is used for economic reasons, people writing crimeware, for example, that are financially motivated uh, to, say, compromise ATMs or compromise people's some computers and steal bank account details, et cetera, uh, those sort of people are going to continue to be motivated uh, by economic pressures. What we hope uh, Polyswarm will produce is uh, simply a higher cost for them to do business. Um, so it, there's there's fewer places for them to hide. Um, so if you um, again it, in in today's situation, it's it's unfortunately not um, not too difficult to slip under the radar. Uh, in tomorrow's situation with Polyswarm, what we're hoping is that it it becomes much more difficult because you have um, thousands of security experts, uh, again, trying to find their niche. Um, and there's going to be fewer places to hide. There's going to be fewer. It's going to demand more innovative work on the behalf of attackers, which is, if we're talking about economics, really just comes down to cost. So uh, we, we hope to put cost pressure on the on the people that are um, conducting crime via malware. Um, there's another totally uh, very interesting discussion we could have on people who are not necessarily motivated by financial uh, reward, but perhaps by espionage, et cetera. Um, but this, this new marketplace, Polyswarm, uh, will, will not provide any quarter, <laughs> or at least that's the goal. Of course. Um, there will be fewer places to hide. Um, so it should increase attack cost is what we're going for there. So having the cells essentially in the, the crowdsource of not only being aware, but actively having the, the incentive to, you know, essentially predict and eliminate these threats is um, that's fantastic. Uh, when do you see, where, where are you in your implementation for Polyswarm right now? Uh, great question. So uh, that's actually an excellent lead into a contest that we're running right now as well. Um, but uh, before we um, uh, go too far down that route, uh, one, one of the benefits um, that uh, I think Polyswarm brings that, uh, relative to today's market um, is imposing a cost on attackers in terms of transparency. So Polyswarm is built on the, on the Ethereum blockchain using Ethereum smart contracts. And when people ask in a crowdsourced manner, hey, is this file malicious or benign, there's going to be an immutable record of all of these different assertions from security experts on a particular piece of malware. So unlike today's situation where your malware might fly under the radar, in tomorrow's situation, there's going to be much more of a, uh, there's going to be a ledger of sorts um, that brings some, uh, sheds some light and brings some transparency to the uh, attack life cycle. So there's a parallel there with, um, and perhaps uh, your readers, or your, your listeners, sorry, uh, have heard of this, uh, certificate transparency uh, in the browser space is an effort to bring transparency to attacks that involve compromising um, 
certificate authorities and then abusing their certificate authority signing process to issue fraudulent uh, HTTPS or SSL um, uh, certificates. Uh, so this happened uh, not too long ago. Um, Iran um, forced one of their uh, um, local uh, certificate authorities to hand their private keys over to the government, and then they used those private keys to impersonate Google uh, on the internet for the purpose of harvesting their own citizens' uh, usernames and passwords. So Google's response to this was to spearhead an effort um, to introduce certificate transparency, where basically everyone that uses Chrome and a few other browsers at this point, uh, they snitch on, <laughs> they effectively snitch on um, certificate authorities. So if, if there's one um, certificate that uh, one one Chrome user sees that nobody else sees, well, maybe that's suspect. So in the Polyswarm system, um, that that's same sort of transparency is going to be brought to uh, malware. Uh, it's going to be much more difficult to fly under the radar without, a, without any trace of anyone having seen your malware. So back to your question, um, where are we in development? So we have a contest going on right now. Um, and our, our token sale is going to launch on, on February 20th. But right now, anyone can participate in uh, a malware bounty contest. And we think this is a really cool concept. So to get security experts on board with our platform, uh, we're offering up to uh, $300,000 U.S. worth of Nectar uh, for free uh, for people to upload uh, suspect files that an open source antivirus program called ClamAV uh, detects as malicious. So um, there's a leaderboard. Uh, security experts are competing against one another uh, to submit unique malware strains. Um, and and this process is actually end-to-end -end in the sense that uh, they will they will submit a file to us. We actually put it on um, Ringby, uh, which is a uh, Ethereum testnet where our um, beta Polyswarm smart contracts live. They uh, that artifact is what they're called. Uh, the files are network traffic that people are submitting. Go out to the uh, Ringby testnet, and then our scanner picks it up on the back end, acts as a security expert would in um, when Polyswarm is fully released, and renders an assertion on that artifact that's then read back out, and Nectar is awarded for the uniqueness of the sample uh, and um, whether or not the sample uh, satisfies a bonus malware family that we announce, uh, announce each day in our Telegram. So to be a bit more concise in that, in that response, uh, we have beta uh, smart contracts out right now that we're using, that we're stress testing, that not that other people are using as well, that we're using to onboard security experts to the platform. Um, the majority of what we would be funded to do via ICO is actually this community building to be running contests like this. Uh, it's also the development of the smart contracts, of course, and the reference implementations that go into it. But a lot of this, it, it, you know, we're making a market, so we have to make it thick on both sides. We have to encourage security experts um, and enterprise. Uh, now, fortunately, it, what we're building is a bit of a two-sided market, so we have that advantage. It's, it's similar in, a, in the sense to uh, Lyft or Uber, where um, you know both sides are going to play off each other. As, as, as more security experts come on board, it becomes more attractive to enterprises. As more enterprises come on board, there's more um, payouts for security experts to claim. Um, so it's kind of a two-sided market. And where we are right now is we have uh, open source code on GitHub. It's github.com slash polysform. Uh, we also released a uh, framework uh, for developing uh, Ethereum distributed applications in Go. Um, uh, my colleague, Max Koo, uh, gave a talk on how to use uh, this framework uh, that he called Paragord, which is a type of truffle. Anyway, I won't go down that route <laughs> right now, but uh, sure. he, um, uh, he gave a presentation on that that's on our YouTube. Um, but we have a lot more code that we're going to release uh, after uh, February 20th, uh, simply because we want the code to look nicer <laughs> before we hit publish. 
but everything we're developing is going to be open source. Um, and, uh, and like I said, right now we're kind of stress testing our beta, our beta smart contracts. So, um, we're, we're well on our way. <laughs> well, it sounds like an extremely robust development cycle. Um, and that makes sense, especially in the world of security, um, to have everything lined up before a full release. So I know $300,000 in Nectar could definitely be a high incentive to, to help get that out there. Any final thoughts that you have before we wrap up today? I would encourage your listeners to check out uh, polyswarm.io. Um, and if if they are in, if they, if, particularly if they're security experts with some unique malware samples, I encourage them to go to tokensale.polyswarm.io uh, and compete in our contest. We're, we're handing out Nectar and we'd love to have you on board. Um, and uh I mean, those are those are the high points. Those are uh, we'd like to engage the community, and and that kind of starts now. Um, and we appreciate opportunities like this to uh, speak to um, you know people that are already plugged into tech and um, uh, you know uh, security experts as well. So uh, we'll be we'll be running a bunch of additional competitions, um, and uh, we'll of course be holding our token sale on February 20th. Uh, so we encourage you to check that out as well. Um, and yeah. Uh, hope to see you on the platform. All right. Paul Mowkowski with polyswarm.io. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Future Tech Podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.